1: hey y'all seven Rounds in heaven is back we're brought to you by sports drink the nfl season is officially back and mason rudolph still stinks I, ira paul aka a huge fool with a third round grade on josh allen congrats to buffalo on extending him and with me as always is aj trey lance is the next steve young marchese
0: uh steve young times joe montana quickly before we start i think you had like a fifth round grade on mason rudolph though so congrats
1: Thank you. Thank you. I was hoping you'd point that out. And a first-round grade on Trey Lance, who uh, you can't go a day without seeing training camp hype from him.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, – look, if it was on, i love Trey Lance. He is my quarterback, too. Um, I hate that he's a San Francisco 49 ers so much, though.
1: Today, we're continuing our 2022 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with, you guessed it, the ACC hashtag join the fucking
2: conference, Notre Dame. <laughs> Or Thibodeau, who's going to bat it on draft day? Hey, who's going to wage your future picks away? Hey, who's going to reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team, let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds, go seven rounds forever. And that's a song.
1: AJ, what's the word on the Orlando Magic after, uh, after a week of having Jalen Suggs on the roster? Uh,
0: the, the Magic Kingdom is buzzing, Rob. Uh, Central Florida uh, is so excited. We can't wait to see Suggs and Franz uh, head into Las Vegas for the Summer League very shortly. I think, like, in, you know, in less than a week. Um, we, we big splash of free agency signing Brooks Lopez to a $5 million deal, I think that's the only move they made uh, that's all they need though, we all we got we all we need down in Central Florida I'm going to only stay Central Florida uh, best part of the state, that's it
1: well great if you want more breakdowns like that <laughs> in download depth? Spotify, Spotify Green Room it's a live audio only sports talk platform where AJ hosts a, a twice daily show called magic kingdom uh talking orlando magic basketball and aj hosts it on spotify green room because it's free to download and to use for you users who want to learn more about the orlando magic talk to aj other fans athletes and insiders in real time Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app, free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow AJ to be notified anytime the Magic Kingdom Spotify Greenroom show goes live. AJ is going to be going live twice a day, every day, for the foreseeable future on Spotify Greenroom. Come with your spiciest takes.
0: We're doing uh, a live broadcast through all of the uh, the summer league games. Uh, whole game, three hour pregame show, five hour wrap up show. <laughs> that, <laughs>
1: that that's an honestly for a magic nut like myself, that's not enough.
0: I know, but look, I, I'm only one person. I can only do so much, and uh, you know me. I will not let anyone else come on and talk magic basketball with me. Just won't have anyone else on there.
1: Okay, that's that's enough. Uh, back to our 2022 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with the ACC featuring Notre Dame because Notre Dame was in the ACC last year and we don't really respect independence on this show. For the most part, we, re- we over-respect Liberty, actually. Um, but yeah, so Notre Dame will be featured on today's episode for all you Golden Domers out there. But also join a conference.
0: I, uh... I hate Notre Dame, but I'm going to put those feelings aside. And let's talk about Jack Cone. <laughs> uh, what's your feelings on Jack Cone, Rob?
1: Not for me. Wasn't for me at Wisconsin. He left the Big Ten because it was too tough. Yep. Maybe he'll find success uh, in South Bend.
0: I feel like he'll find moderate success in South Bend.
1: Okay, let's talk about a different quarterback prospect. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your top quarterback prospect in the ACC?
0: Uh, despite my heart lying in Chestnut, Chestnut Hill, uh, my top guy is uh, pretty clearly Sam Howell from North Carolina.
1: Okay, so my question to you is, would you put him, if Spencer Rattler's in a kind of that top tier on his own, in and, and the next tier, w- would you throw Sam Howell in that second tier there? Um, I might be lower on him than the consensus, because I don't think he's a, clear first round quarterback at this point um i know he's the quarterback one for some people like dame brugler i think i believe Howell's his qb1 uh i like sam howell i i I think he's a fantastic college quarterback he reminds me a lot of baker mayfield but i think he's he's still kind of uh not not quite there in terms of uh a, a couple different things um decision making yes his footwork can get sloppy, yes. which impacts his accuracy. Like he can he can be a little sporadic with his accuracy uh, on the short to intermediate. He's pretty good on the deep ball, actually. Um, and, and, and in that Phil Longo offense, which is kind of that variation of the air raid with kind of uh, more run focus and, and RPO focus. Yeah. There's a lot of kind of layup throws from him, and that that's led to his. He's been ultra productive for two years. Obviously, North Carolina has been great, but I just don't think he's quite there for me. Uh, like, I don't think he's near a Spencer Rattler at this point. Uh,
0: do you have him behind Malik Willis and Christian Strong? I do. I have him like in the same grouping with those two, behind Rattler. Okay. Um, okay. No, I, I think I think. I think his big thing he needs to work on is uh not staring down targets. He he loves to stare at guys down and um along with that with what you kind of pointed out, it's like he'll just lock on with his eyes and then just the the bottom half of his mechanics will just absolutely fall apart. It's it's like if there's if there's any pressure on him, he can just get stuck and just throw re- with re- a real awkward base and just got to res- like like what you touching, reset his feet and stuff, but no, I I do like him a lot. And hey, this—you're critical of him, and you're like you were in on him since the high school days too. So,
1: yeah, I, I, I did. Hey, hand up, I did crown him my my king when he was at the Elite Eleven with uh, Trent Dilfer.
0: No, it's good though. It's it means you can put uh, aside your uh, your love for him. Like I will when I talk about <clears throat> Phil Drakovic. Uh, but no, I mean with Hal <laughs> though, you gotta you gotta love the composure. Um, when he's good, he's very very good, and like you see him stepping up in the pocket and making throwing throwing absolute strikes um he's a good athlete too he's a very good runner like
1: yeah he can he can extend he can make some plays out of structure like uh, again i i I think maybe i'm being more critical of him because there's been that first overall pick hype around him same with spencer rattler and and to me i saw it with spencer rattler and i'm just not quite there with sam howell like at this point he to me he is not uh like he's not a First round grade over the summer type quarterback yet. Um, so I have a second round. I, grade I on think there's a, cl-
0: too, but
1: okay, it's almost. I think there's a cl- ahead, clear man. path for him to get there. But I, I, I'm also interested to see what he does without the backfield tandem of uh, yeah. Michael Carter, Javante Williams, and, and without Diami Brown and uh, yeah. and Daz Newsom.
0: Got Bo though, baby. He's got Bo. Um, that's all he needs. No, for sure. This this is. Um... This year is gonna be a big test for him. Absolutely. I mean I think he'll he'll step up, but um I know it's it's almost like I put a second round grade on him, but with Rattler, I, I think I had a borderline first on him. It's like, okay, I definitely see the path to him being the first pick in the draft. With Hal, it's like I have a second. And if my grade gets higher, it might be a late first. I I I don't I don't think you see the the top ten True top 10 talent with Sam Howell at least, right?
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. I I don't think he has that same. Like, he has a good arm, but he doesn't have the Spencer Rattler jaw-dropping playmaking type ability. He doesn't have the same athleticism as Malik Willis. And I I, I don't think he has the same um, kind of touch and poise as a Carson Strong.
0: I think that's fair, yeah. Um,
1: but I, de- I definitely do think he ha- he has every opportunity this year to kind of level up. And I, I, it's again, it comes back to forcing less throws um, in- into traffic and just do- being more consistent with his footwork, which again, I think impacts his accuracy at times. Uh, but let's get to your second quarterback here, because I'm assuming it's the same as mine. You mentioned Chestnut Hill. Is Phil Dracovic your number two?
0: Uh yeah, Phil Drakovic. My I only have two draftable grades, and those are my two guys. Um,
1: uh, can I ask you if does Dracovic get a bump because he realized Notre Dame ain't, ain't shit and got out?
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's why I loved him last year, especially uh, that, that Boston College team was one of my favorite teams to watch, especially in the early portion of the season when other conferences I hadn't started yet. Uh, yeah, I guess the bump plus he's six five two two thirty ish. Uh, and he's he's just a lot of fun, man. He's especially a lot of fun when he, he just gets out on the move. He's tough to bring down. He's like quick. I don't know. Like he's, he's he's fun. I got I got a day three grade on him.
1: Yeah, me too. He he's he's an interesting guy because obviously you mentioned the size and in the kind of the surprising athleticism that comes with him. Um, big arm. Yep. His feet. I thought he did a really good job maneuvering through muddy pockets too. I think his throwing motion's a little elongated, which can impact his accuracy kind of at each level. Um, and he can get kind of panicky under fire at times. Like the poise is kind yeah. of my biggest thing with him. Uh, but he does also make some fantastic plays. I love him on the play-action deep ball. He's a guy who looks, who looks um, pretty comfortable getting under center when he needs to on the play-action pass. Uh, he, I, I got Josh Freeman vibes from him too.
0: <laughs> you know what? Uh, there was someone I-, I couldn't peg it though. There was somebody really reminded me of when he was on the move. Maybe it's Josh Freeman. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like, and he's really not afraid to give his receivers a chance. But sometimes that's bad decision throws. Uh, but no, he's he's definitely a lot of fun, and you see a lot of big time downfield throw. Like like he flashes some big time deep throw uh, accuracy there.
1: Um, I. I- Before we we move on, I I do want to mention, like, Derek King and Mackenzie Milton are two really interesting quarterbacks. Both transfers, obviously, from the G5. One at Miami, one at Florida State. We saw it with King last year. We're not sure what we're going to see out of Milton this year. He might not be the starter. Um, Obviously, he's coming off that gruesome leg injury from uh, 2019. But... Like, those two, if they were in bigger bodies, I think they'd have a little bit more talk about them. Because I I think they're both very good, if not great, college quarterbacks who do have the arm talent, who do have the athleticism you look for. It's just they're both very small.
0: I think if Mackenzie Milton, um, even regardless of size, I think if he just stayed healthy and had a regular college career, um, I I thought he would be a late draftable guy, and... This move could, could, I mean, obviously it's going to make make or break him. But, you know, if it, if it all works out, I think there's a path to getting back there. But it's it's obviously a big if. Um, and with King, yeah, I mean, he's just fun as hell. Um, like, he's an electric athlete. He, he
1: He's also going to be interesting because, obviously, he started off as a wide receiver at Houston. Yeah. Um. So, potentially, make a roster as a receiver if if he isn't uh, up to nfl size standards
0: you think he gets drafted like if, if i ask you right now
1: do i think derek king gets drafted yeah no but i think quarterbacks will get drafted that i think are worse than him
0: i think yeah i think that's that's very fair speaking
1: like kenny like i think kenny pickett's gonna get drafted i don't, know, I, don't I have him below derek king
0: i also have uh pickett below derek king um I would have Milton over Pickett too if Milton was healthy too. I,
1: I have them both over Pickett. I have Sam Hartman over Pickett. I I think Sam Hartman. There's got something. He's got a little something there, and that's a guy to track uh, for maybe a breakout year at Wake this year.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, I do want to talk Pickett just because um their Pickett stands and remember this. I guy, this guy, I yeah. It, oh, is
1: it just the like he's got the arm. And he can make some flashy plays, but he is just a turnover machine and just constantly putting the ball into conflict situations. And I don't know. I, I Kenny Pickett's not my style of quarterback.
0: He's he's not bad, but I don't I don't get where like he's
1: a good he's a great pick quarterback. But oh, he's a perfect yeah, I don't Pitt I don't get. Yeah, he's tough. I don't get the like the kind of like top 100 talk and because I don't even think he's draftable at this point and he's going into his super senior season like I think he'll be a senior bowl quarterback but yeah yeah I don't know it's, it's
0: I, I think even Dane Brugler had him as his fourth senior quarterback and I'm like, i don't know I, yeah I, I don't see it either
1: all right let's let's uh let's get to running backs then and, and who's your top guy
0: uh, Going to South Bend, Kyron Williams, one of my favorite players. Just watching live games last year. Um, I remember when remember when he the the, the the tweets were making the rounds about how great he is a pass a pass protector. That's obviously yeah
1: against the against Clemson when I think they tracked him and blitz pickup, up and he went twenty for twenty or
0: something. Yeah, I mean first of all, I, it was so weird that like you never hear about running back pass protection like on on broadcast. But then it was, like, such a talking point, and uh, obviously he's amazing. He's so good at it. Um, I want to see him a little more used in the passing. And, hey, Jack Cohn, we'll check down to him a lot, but he's got natural hands. He played receiver in high school, if I remember correctly, too. Um, Not the biggest dude. He's, like, 5'9", 200-ish. But like,
1: uh, but he runs so freaking hard it kind of makes up for it at times. Like you, guys really get a clean shot on him too. The contact balance is yep. there and that short area quickness. You'll see him rip off some chunk runs. He obviously had a great offensive line. He's big-time Philip Lindsay vibes.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. I, I don't think he does anything amazing, but, except for pass protection, I should say, but as a runner. Um, but he definitely doesn't do anything bad, like at all. And I think now, I, I, I got a third-round grade on him right now. Um, yeah, I, I I like him. A
1: lot. I th- I think he's a top five back who's going to be a, a day two guy. And I think yeah. kind of the thing to really elevate him is like like you touched on, just seeing more utilization as a pass catcher. Because at that size, it's hard to imagine an NFL team viewing him as that kind of that top dog bell cow type. But definitely being used. In a consistent role, especially if he can improve on pass... Or not even improve, just show he can do it at a consistent level as a pass catcher. Because, yeah, he's going to be able to play on passing downs because he's such a phenomenal pass blocker. Like, that's kind of, like, his freaking X factor is how good he is in pass prediction.
0: And I think, like, he's got a chance to be one of the best RB2s in the NFL. And, like, a guy where, like... Like like a true running back, too. You know what I mean? It's not like one where, like, you, these teams are stacking running backs, you know. It's not like a, a cream hunt where, you know, he would be an RB1 if it wasn't for him being a uh, an asshole. Um, and like a true RB2, I think he can be one of the best in the league. Just, you know, doing the, the little things, getting the, the chunk runs when he gets a chance. Uh, I think he's patient. I think he's got good vision. I think he's going to, you know, get the yards when he needs them. I think he's a really good fucking running back.
1: And, and one of the best uh, non-starting running backs in the in the league is uh, Naeem Hines from NC State. And I got an NC State back as my number two back in this group here in Zonovan Knight.
0: I do too, but I I saw some of the law for him and I wasn't super super impressed, but I have a draftable guy, so.
1: I have him as a, I think he's a top 10 running back um, from the guys we've done thus far. Obviously, we haven't done the SEC or the Big Ten yet, yeah. um, but... Just the electric athleticism, yes. yeah. kind of paired with his ability as a pass catcher, um, and then uh, open field elusiveness and, and the contact balance of break arm tackles. Well built guy, good kick returner. I think he's a really he, he, he's a very good zone runner.
0: Yeah, like the the burst. The, he's just he cuts so well, and he just makes guys miss in the hole. And it's almost like he his first move is setting up his next move. He's just setting up defenders so well. He does all that so great. I just think like he lacks the patience right now. His vision's not that great. But I mean he can he can work on that.
1: Yeah. Um do you have any uh, other draftable grades?
0: I don't actually, how about you?
1: I like Christian Beale Smith from Wake Forest. That's my number three guy. Um I think he he runs a lot bigger than he is. He I I was actually shocked to find out he's only two oh one. I think he like just bounces off contact pretty consistently, and he's an instinctual runner. So I think he's got a he's a guy who could break out this year. And Ty Chandler at North Carolina is another guy who I think is in a good position to break out. Obviously, transferred from Tennessee, gets to come in and be that top back with Williams and Carter gone. Um, kind of just inserting into an already potent offense. He, he's got a great chance to be a a guy who rises.
0: Uh, I you know what's funny I had the same thing with with Beal Smith where like watching him live last year I thought he was like 225ish and I was kind of surprised. And uh Ty Chandler he's definitely it, that's a great move for him. Um I I I kind of want to reserve judgment of him cuz I think he's going to look way better at UNC, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I know it's hard cuz a lot of the, like it's similar with Eric. He's, it's funny because you can measure him and Eric Gray behind the, in that Tennessee offense. Like Eric Gray, you could see had some special traits. Yeah. Ty Chandler just kind of looks like he's got a chance to be a really just a consistent backup running back in the NFL yeah. if he gets more opportunity at North Carolina. Yeah,
0: like he's you know he's well built at like five eleven two ten. Definitely the athleticism doesn't stand out really, but I think he's like he's got good vision. Uh, he needs a lot of working pass, bro. But yeah, no, I I agree with you.
1: Um, I also do want to mention uh, Cameron Harris, just a classic Miami back who isn't special, but is probably gonna Be a play Seahawks. in the NFL. Yeah, let's see. draft him. Yeah, in the, in exa- the exactly. Yeah, for sure. And I, 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 I want to see more from Mateo Durant at Duke because I thought he was like pretty athletic, twitchy guy, and I, I just thought he was catching my eye a little bit. Um, okay, wide receivers. Is Justin Ross your top wide receiver? Obviously, he didn't play in twenty twenty because of the the neck issue. Um, is he your top guy?
0: After Bo Corrales, you mean? Yeah, <laughs> I I okay. Um, I think he will be, but I have him and Zay Flowers kind of neck and neck right now. No, pun I
1: have Ross just a hair. Damn, it was, was cold blooded. Literally, I have I Ross just a no
0: hair. That's why it said that.
1: I have Ross just a hair above Zay Flowers. I love Zay Flowers though, and I know you do too. Um, obviously, we haven't seen Justin Ross play in a while, so it's a bit of projection. But yeah. I, I think he's just he, uh, obviously the the last big Clemson receiver being T Higgins. I think he's a lot more fluid as a. He's not a great runner, but I just think he has a lot more snap in his routes and a lot more consistency in his release repertoire off the of scrimmage. I just, I think he's a more complete X wide receiver than T Higgins was. Mm. And he, he, I think has better hands than T Higgins did. And can be, uh, if not, if he wasn't already, he could be a better 50, 50 kind of um, contested catch receiver than Higgins. Yeah. I, I like Justin also a fair amount. Like he's got a chance if he's healthy and, and takes the steps that you thought he was going to take, how he played last year. Like, he's an Allen Robinson-esque type big wide receiver.
0: Yeah, like, before the injury, I I totally expected him to be a first-round pick. Um, So it would be unfair of me to to not think that still. Um, But him him and Flowers kind of neck and neck for me as well. I just give Flowers the nod uh, based on the health. But, yeah, the path is there for him to to jump up and and be a first-round pick again.
1: Um, Yeah, and then with Flowers... I think that, like, Flowers is a route runner, and his ability to separate both with speed and um, just crisp, clean, explosive route running, it, it's pretty magnificent. He, like, destroyed some defenses last year. Yeah. It makes them it um, easy, like, uh, very often. Yeah, two, two, two things I want to see, like, he's a smaller dude. He'll have some concentration drops, yeah. and he'll struggle... Um, kind of with catch radius and, and, and winning 50-50 balls and making plays for traffic at times. But he is what I look for in a Z-wide receiver.
0: I think it was the picking where he, he fucking carved them up, uh, along on Pinnock, too, who was a fifth-round pick, if I remember correctly, to the Jets, um, and made it look easy. And I think he's the best um, deep route runner that we've seen so far. just knows where to kind of just throw, throw that step in the route and – and he just that one misstep and with his speed he's 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 got you and yeah i think in that same game um he was wide open on a corner out in the end zone uh Djokovic pretty put it on pretty good but he had to like kind of just adjust a little bit and it was a pretty bad drop so just see him be more consistent with there and I, I think being more consistent uh making yak plays like when you're when you're that size and you're a speedy dude you're gonna want you know deep balls and yak and um, just see him clean that up i i think is, is his two big things
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, do you, is there any other receivers you love in this group? Love. Obviously Charles, no. Char, Charleston Rambo transferring from Oklahoma to Miami. He looked like he could be the next great Oklahoma receiver and didn't come together there. I'm excited to see him with King at Miami and give them a legitimate deep threat. Uh, so I, it's kind of like a wait and see for him.
0: Yeah. I, th- I have a, I had a borderline draft on him, um, so, yeah, I, I th- and that that was even then, though. It's like, I know the talent is there. It's just waiting for it to happen. Um, I still love Bo Corrales. You know? <laughs> I, think, I think Bo Corrales is good enough to get a late, uh, get well, it sneaking to the seventh.
1: He, with the other two gone, and yeah. now it's Stymie Brown's little brother and him, I think, yeah, he was banged up a bit last year. He's got a good chance to kind of elevate himself. Um Kind of a dude I really like is NC State's Emeka Emezi.
0: I was going to ask about him because I figured you liked him. Um, go go off on him.
1: So six three two twelve, big X wide receiver. Fantastic ball skills. Yeah. Really physical after the catch. Um, a, a guy who just attacks the football at the catch point. He kind of reminds me similarly to uh, on the Big 12 show when we were talking uh, about Eric izu Izukonma. Is how you say it um, from Texas Tech? That it, it, to me, he's like similar skill set, just to a lesser degree. Yeah. Um, but I really like him. I, I, I'm excited to see him some more this year. He he just out physicals everybody. He his obviously his questions come with route running and uh, overall athleticism. Yeah. But he's I just, just love physical dudes like that.
0: No, he's fun as hell. I don't have a draftable grade on him, but uh, he's definitely fun as fuck. It's just you worry about the athleticism. He looked a little. I don't know. A little laborious in his routes at times, and it's just. Yeah. I, look, I've been getting. I, I love these guys usually, and I just I've gotten bit by having them with big grades or you know decent grades, and them just not working out out in the NFL because they can't separate. But he's fun as hell.
1: Um.
0: I I, did, I didn't mind Jakari, uh Robertson.
1: I was gonna say him. He's he's a guy who. Like, a bit of a wait and see because he he really took over a couple games last year. Yep. Um, it's like the the bowl game especially. And he he plays a lot bigger than he is, and he makes a lot of plays after the catch yeah. too. You know, uh, he's an interesting guy who could help help himself a lot this season.
0: Agreed. I almost got like Denzel Mims' vibe from him, and then when I looked at how big he was, I expected him to be like a Mims size, and he's he's only like six foot flat. And I'm like, okay, so I, I – that, that kind of – was kind of impressive, but no, I I liked him a lot. Uh not a draftable yet, but no, I, I think definitely the potential's there.
1: Um, do you have any draftables on the tight ends?
0: Uh yeah, I, I like Will Mallory. I, I'm just waiting like this is the year obviously got stuck behind Brevin Jordan. Um I think he's he's a pretty solid blocker. Maybe just gotta clean up the hand placement and stuff like that. Um we saw him, you know, <laughs> This couple times, yeah, he, he, he got vertical and just one deep. I, I think the talent's all there. I think he's gonna be a big, big breakout guy.
1: Yeah, I don't have a draftable on him yet, but I think he's the when you watch tight end group, he's the dude with holding the most potential. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he played a lot in the slot last year because he was obviously wasn't that true number one tight end. Yeah. But you saw him a lot on those screen passes, like working his ass off uh, to make space blocks. Yeah. Um, so I think the efforts there in just didn't get a ton, a ton of opportunity to, especially to run any really diverse routes. Uh, but the size, the the physical tools, that's all there to to see a breakout come from him.
0: Yeah, and I, I trust I trust Miami to um, to get the ball to him because I mean it was it was inconsistent at times when they, but when they really wanted to get the ball to Jordan last year, they did it very effectively. And then the times that they did use Mallory, I thought it was pretty effective, too. So I, I think the talent is there, and I think the opportunity is going to be big, too. I think, I think he'll be a big breakout this year.
1: Uh, I just want to mention James Mitchell from Virginia Tech. I kind of enjoyed him. And Trey Barry, who transferred from Jacksonville State to Boston College, 6'6", 244. We obviously saw what Dracovic in Boston College did with Hunter Long last year. So he's a guy who's got a chance to break out. He dominated his level of competition, uh, so that's another kind of wait-and-see guy just to keep an eye on.
0: I agree. I, I thought it was a pretty good group, just, like, all these guys are, like, I think we'll be talking about in, in March and April, but, but like, kind of the same way we're talking about them now, where it's like, okay, they're an interesting, maybe late round, uh, like, in the late round conversation, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, going to the offensive line... Yeah. Uh, In terms of just guys I project to be NFL tackles, I only came away with one guy who I see as an actual NFL tackle. Uh, A couple guys play tackle that I think are guards at the next level. Um, So Zion Nelson's my only draftable from a guy I see playing tackle in the NFL. Uh,
0: Yeah, okay. So Zion Nelson uh, has had quite a lot of hype. I... I wasn't sure how I felt about him. I I want to see this year, I, so I want to hear what you what you what you think.
1: Okay, so I'm not there on the. I, I think I've seen him talked about as like a first round, yeah. type of dude at times. So I've I I've a day three. Okay, down
0: that in. I can get behind um, for sure.
1: Okay, so so six five three sixteen looks like he still needs that weight. He's yes. kind of got a thin frame. He's very like long and thin. Almost looks like a power forward. Yeah. Um, you can see the natural athleticism yeah. show up in pass protection specifically. Like he's light on his feet. He moves really well to mirror. But he can get lungy yeah. uh, and kind of loses base at times. And, and kind of the his hand the combination of his hand placement and his base impacting his anchor yeah. can hurt him in pass protection. Like when you're facing a power rusher, he's he's gonna struggle a little bit more, or a guy who's better with his hands, he'll struggle a little more. But he's really good at mirroring those just those true speed dudes. Um, and then you, you move to the run game and it's like, yeah, he moves fantastic in space, but he doesn't play with great leverage, which impacts his power. And I think he needs to get stronger. And he he's not doesn't have a ton of that SOB mentality right now. So I think like all the potential is there and it's the classic, this guy is dripping with athleticism, especially again, shows up in path protection. So he's going to get a ton of hype. Over the summer, he's had a big program, but I'm I'm not there with him yet.
0: I, believe it or not, Rob, I am 100% in agreement with you there. It's just, yeah, I don't... He's not... Yeah, I agree. He's, he needs to add to the like, frame. But he's such a good athlete that I know he's he's something there. And, yeah, just he plays too high. And I just don't think he's he's got that power to him. And, like you said, some of it is... Uh, the, the, just the attitude just the attitude too so I think I think all the tools are there for him to make a big leap and I mean obviously he's already got some buzz some big buzz um, but no I, I'm, I'm in that you know day three kind of camp with you
1: yeah and it's the type of guy where if you didn't know there was buzz you would come away like very oh this is a dude to keep an eye on like yeah. very positive but it's because there's some of that overhype right now that it's almost like we're speaking about him in a negative way even though he's a he's uh, NFL level type of tackle.
0: Agreed. Um, yeah, because you you see that athleticism from the first start, from the first snap.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the interior, on the other hand, I got a handful of guys I really like projecting. Some guys at guard and in the in from who play tackle right now, but my number one offensive player in the whole ACC is Licitus Les- Smith from Virginia Tech.
0: I thought you were gonna have Alec Lindstrom as your top guy.
1: Nope, don't like him at all.
0: Okay, uh, well, we'll get there. There's another guy to hype that. I'm not, I like him, but not that much. Anyways, uh, hit me. Let's hear it.
1: So, Lasitis Smith, the left guard at Virginia Tech, you probably saw him last year when you are watching this Virginia Tech offensive lines. Um, he's a dude who's 6'3, 320, and just a dominant run blocker. So much power at the point of attack. Plays with fantastic leverage. Gets under dudes, drives them 10 yards downfield, moves quite well for his size too, which makes me I, I I think he's fit for power, gap, zone, any uh, any blocking scheme. Um and he is the the king of the being, just the asshole. And finishing through the whistle. Fantastic when asked to pull a trap. Uh in pass protection, he's a little weaker, his feet are a little can get a little sloppy and slow. Um but he uses his hands pretty well to make up for that. Um, if you're if you're gonna like he, his anchor can be impacted by his feet kind of being inconsistent. So the pass protection is the big thing. I have a day two grade on him. I like him a
0: lot. I got a late a late on him. Or sorry, like a fifth on him. I do like him. Um, I thought you're gonna have Lindstrom for it. I know, like, I want to talk about Lindstrom because another guy I've seen quite a lot of hype on, but I've not really been there. I, I got a I got a day three, but. What do you think about Lynch
1: Um, I, I, I don't think he's that good. Uh, he's a good run blocker. Um, I think his feet are – like he falls down a lot. I think he plays too high. Uh, he, he holds up pretty well in pass protection because he's got a strong anchor and mm-hmm. he uses his hands pretty well. I don't think he's a great athlete. He finishes through his blocks, which is nice, but I don't think he works at a second level that well. He's nowhere near what his brother was. Yeah,
0: no, I um, – I, I, I... I think some of the hype might just be name. Uh speaking of names, I think last year you didn't like Tyler Variable. Uh where you are where I'm just talking BC. Where are you on him now? Uh,
1: I don't have a draftable on Tyler Vrabel.
0: Okay. I have a borderline on him. Um but do you have draftable on Zion Johnson?
1: He is my th- third overall offensive lineman. Um so I think like obviously he he played left guard in twenty nineteen, yeah. left tackle in twenty twenty. You watch those two you watch him play each and you know he should be playing guard Mm -hmm. Um, he is a really good zone blocker very good athlete moves fantastic in space I just don't like him playing tackle at all he just really struggles with pass protection his kind of his feet his feet and his anchor get taken advantage of a lot more playing left tackle than left guard it it really sucks for
0: him because like you know he's just doing something that to help out the team and it kind of it kind of fucked up his draft stock last year. And he's still very good. Like you, you see all the tools there uh, that made him look so good at a, as a guard. I think he's still really good in the run game. He's just not a tackle.
1: No. And, and like it, it's it, it sucks to see him because there are reps he will lose playing left tackle that he wouldn't be in that situation if he's still playing left guard. Yeah. But, uh, no, I still think he's got the potential to be a, a – a, one of the top guard prospects in this class. It's just, it's going to be a, a tougher battle for him. Um, my second overall offensive lineman is NC State's uh, Ikum Ikuanu, he's my top guy. who plays left tackle. Yeah, he he's he's awesome. He's a big nasty too. Him and Lositis Smith are big nasties. Uh, I actually threw a Brandon Sheriff comp on Ikuanu. Um He yeah, he's a, he's a guy who I think is going to take a big leap and be a first round type guard. But again, <laughs> plays left tackle for them right now, uh, Who and he just dominates in the run game. Um, plays with fantastic leverage for that 6'4", size 320, moves really well for 320. Um, kind of similar to Lositis Smith in terms of where, what will get him uh, struggling in pass protection, which is when his feet get sloppy, his base gets sloppy, and his anchor gets kind of yucky. But he, those two to me were the top two offensive linemen.
0: Yeah, like just lots of power to him. Like he moves guys so easy in the wrong game, and he's got that nasty too. It's just yeah, his feet aren't great. I feel like he's just not super balanced. But as as a pass protector, he just finds a way to recover pretty easily, pretty pretty consistently, which impressed me. Just uses his length pretty well, and uh, he can also just be over aggressive, kind of get lungy. So if you can just kind of. Be a little more patient, a little more sound, and especially when he's getting kicked in, Because I also agree. He's going to be an anterior guy in the NFL. Um, no, I think I think the makings of a first-round guard uh, are there. I, I totally agree with you. Uh,
1: and I want to mention his teammate, center Grant Gibson, who's a little smaller at 6'1", 305, but um, I think he's a very interesting zone center prospect to keep an eye on. Moves really well in space. Uh, make some big time reach blocks. I I, I liked a couple things I saw from him. what
0: do you think of the Notre Dame guys?
1: So Kane Madden, obviously he's transferred from Marshall yeah. to Notre Dame. Um, I like him uh, as a power. He, he So he played right guard at Marshall. I believe he's going to be playing left guard at Notre Dame. 6'3", 313 was clearly one of the best offensive linemen in the G5. Um, I have a, a late day three on him, um, and I'm excited to see what he does at Notre Dame because, yeah, he he was just out muscling dudes a lot of the time at Marshall. So when we see him against some of this this more athletic competition, uh, I, I want to see what he can do, especially pass protection. Uh,
0: Jared
1: Patterson. I, I also yeah, go ahead. I I like Jared. Jared so Jared Patterson, who played center last year, he's moving to right guard this year. Um, he kind of like. I don't love him. I th- I think he's a pretty good run blocker. Plays with pretty good leverage. Feet are kind of messy. Don't love the athleticism, but I do like the the positional versatility. And uh, I wonder if he'll be more comfortable as a guard than at center. Yeah. Because I thought I thought at times he could get bowled over when he's at center and pass pro. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Another guy that I agree with you, but he's been getting some of that uh, some of that hype though. Yeah. No, I agree with you. All I Notre
1: Dame offensive linemen do. I, I also want to point one thing out. Uh, Joshua Izudu from NC or from UNC. That dude's like just playing several different positions a quarter. He was playing left tackle, then he was playing left guard, then he was playing right tackle, then he's back to left guard. They just moved their offensive linemen around. and It was really annoying.
0: It's the future. It's the future of the game, Rob.
1: <laughs> I enjoyed him a little bit though. I, th- I thought he's a, a another guy to just. I think this Keep was an the, eye the, the line
0: was the strength of the uh, the conference, I think.
1: It yeah. Yeah, big time. Um, yes. You know what else is the strength of the confer- the Eastern Conference in the NBA?
0: The Orlando fucking magic.
1: That's right. <laughs> and you're gonna wanna download Spotify Green Room, a live audio only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use to listen to AJ go through each game on the schedule each day is a different like today's spotify green room was game one of the magic schedule tomorrow will be game two yeah and each game is a, a aj runs a simulation breaks down what happened in the simulation and why that'll happen or it won't happen in real life
0: yeah actually like, and like, the, the only simulation way is just me doing play-by-play um like off the top of my head <laughs>
1: and the only way you can listen to that is by downloading the Spotify Green Room app free in iOS App Store creating a profile, linking your Twitter and joining the group and then bringing your most magical takes ok, let's move to the defensive side of the football <clears throat> what would you think of this interior defensive line group?
0: Uh, not super eye-catchy to me uh, how about you?
1: I liked Nesta Jade Silvera he was my top guy Uh, With Tyler Davis from, from, from Silvera from Miami, Tyler Davis from Clemson coming in at number two. Um, I like Silvera's athleticism. I thought he flashed a lot last year live during games. A guy who kind of plays three-tech, plays some one-tech. I think he's best fit at three-tech. Doesn't add a ton as a pass rusher, but a gap shooter in the run game. He was exciting to me. And Tyler Davis is kind of like the modern one-tech nose tackle type where he is not massive six two three hundred, but can hold his own, anchor down, and make some plays with his quickness. I like those two a little bit.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I think, I think that's, that's fair. I, I have uh, Jace Rivera, my top guy, but not a draftable grade.
1: Um, I also like Corey Durden, who's from Florida State, transfer to NC State, 6'5", uh, 315. You can see why he was a big recruit on tape. Just a twitchy, big boy. Uh, played a lot of one-tech for Florida State. I'm excited to see him uh, hopefully find a starting role at NC State. I think that's a, a guy who could potentially break out in a name to watch.
0: You love the uh, the ACC interior.
1: I do. Uh, and Tua's cousin. You love Tua's it? cousin. I saw Jim Nagy hyping him up.
0: Oh, really? I didn't see that.
1: Yeah. I don't know why but he was because
0: he's his he cousin um yeah nothing nothing that really i no one i really want to talk about too much on the interior
1: you're just trying to go home just trying to get home to the wife a little bit the magic
0: okay. i got some magic uh, sh- uh pre preseason uh previews to read about
1: oh written by you
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i just reviewed my work uh <laughs> Uh, okay, j-
1: jumping to the edge group. What do you think? Do you have any draftables here?
0: I, you know what I kind of like is Amari Barno from Vlade Tech.
1: Okay, I, yeah, I hated him.
0: I think he's, he's fun. I don't know. He's big. I think I think there's something there.
1: I okay, six, six, 245, pretty productive JUCO transfer. Yeah, I was excited to throw him on. Really athletic, but my takeaway was he just is thrown uh, out of the club in the run game. And there's not a ton of consistent effort there. He makes splashy plays. yeah. yeah. So I make a handful of TFLs. Um, and, and he relies heavily on his speed. But I, I just, I don't know. I was kind of disappointed because I was excited about him.
0: I think I fall into the trap of uh, really catchy getting into the, the flashy plays from the edge group at, at this one in the summer. Or in the summer, I should say. But no, I think, I think just with the size and the athleticism, I think that's something to watch. Um, what do you think of Xavier Thomas? I got... Go ahead, sorry.
1: Uh, I don't I, I just don't think he's getting like he hasn't gotten better
0: Agreed. yeah I agree with
1: you he, like he he's a good college football player he's t- super versatile he plays up and down the, uh, the defensive line um, but he's just pretty much been the same guy for the last three years at Clemson yeah. like the pass rush plan is still not really there he's Interesting on rundowns again because of that versatility. He's a solid athlete, but yeah, I don't have a draftable on him. My top guy is DeAndre Johnson, the Tennessee transfer who uh transferred to Miami, and we've seen how Miami transfers to Miami yeah. have done. Um, I, I thought he took over some he was not consistent at Tennessee, but like you throw in the South Carolina game last year, and he's, he's maybe the best player on the field. Um, I really like the consistency from his hands. And he, he's changing it like he's got a bit of a pass rush repertoire. He's changing up what he's doing. There's a plan there. Um, so I like that. He's a bit stiff, but I like the pop in his hands. So that was a guy I'm, I'm excited to see what he does at Miami. And then my number two guys also a transfer in Jermaine Johnson, who transferred from junior college to Georgia to now Florida State, 6'5", 260. Um, big athletic guy who he just needs to develop that pass yeah. rush plan, but he plays his ass off
0: johnson's my uh, my second guy uh sorry uh, sorry on jermaine that is deandre though um poor tennessee just <laughs> feels like every show we're talking about multiple tennessee transfers at other schools um it's <laughs> i don't know it's not poor tennessee
1: um i i do want to shout out toronto's own daniel joseph as well who was at penn state another transfer here he's my third guy so my top three guys in the acc edges are transfers um so transferred from Penn State to NC State last year. Uh, was top 10 in the ACC in sacks. 6'3", 265. Wins a lot with just leverage and a rip move. Plays really hard. Like his consistency as an edge setter. And again, from Toronto. So I had to shout him out.
0: I feel like NC State's a low-key uh, home for Canadian players. They always have a lot of Canadians.
1: Uh, well, yeah. They're, they're, they're like a professional team. so
0: <laughs> Yeah, CFL team. All right, Rob, uh, I know you've been waiting on the show. Just tell tell us uh, why you think James Skalski is a first-round pick.
1: Well, the thing is, the thing that makes him better than every other player in this class yeah. is he's he's going into year 10 at Clemson, <laughs> yeah. so you know what you're getting. He's, he's like a pro already because he's the age of most pros. <laughs> but
0: he's been ejected from half the games he's played.
1: He can't get through a college football playoff game without targeting. Which, to yeah. me, that's kind of impressive. He
0: turns it up for the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. So Sk- Skalski, um, thirty year forty years, fifty years ago, would be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> he he's a tackle machine. I like his instincts. Just yeah. doesn't have the athleticism I look for in a linebacker uh, to play on uh, on the NFL football field. But I do think he can play special teams. Because he, he, he plays hard as hell, and he's a nutcase. I, I don't know. I think like John Gruden's going to want him in the third round.
0: <laughs> okay, well, Clemson, check. Uh, <laughs> gritty, check. No, that's a good point. He's, he'll be a third round. He's going 78th to the Las, Las Vegas Ranger, uh, Rangers Raiders.
1: Who's your number one linebacker?
0: James Skalski. No, I'm just kidding. Uh I didn't love anyone, again, to be completely
1: honest. Oh, okay. I've got a big grade. i got a big old grade. Okay. All right. Who is it? Peyton Wilson from NC State is phenomenal. 6'4", 235. Um, generally plays Will. They have not played overhang at times and even a bit of an edge roll, too. He's a tackle machine. Twitched up. Gets downhill. Looks good. Watch him pick up... Uh, uh, running back on, on a wheel step for step with him, watch him covering tight ends down the seam. Look good. Uh, he he to this point is my number one rated linebacker in the whole class. Obviously no SEC or Big Ten yet though. Yeah, um, in place linebacker just tackle never like involved in everything. Just always finds work. Um, Want to see stack and shed a little more consistently. And the instincts like he's guessing a lot of the time, which could take a bit of the play. But I, I think everything, everything is there for a starting NFL linebacker. He's awesome.
0: Coming off, uh, I believe surgery on both shoulders in the off season. That- Perfect,
1: because he reminds me of Leighton Vanderash, who's always hurt. So,
0: <laughs> I think I think LV's had shoulder issues too. Yeah, no, I, I think he <laughs> he's my top guy. But uh, I actually, damn, a draft full grade on him.
1: Damn. Yeah. I mean, um.
0: Anyone else you really like?
1: I enjoy watching Jeremiah Gamal from North Carolina. Fair enough. I think Mikel Jones from Syracuse is pretty athletic. He's good for Syracuse.
0: I mean, one thing Syracuse is good at is getting athletic defense players. Yeah. You got to go on that. You
1: know, Babers knows how to recruit. Uh, Okay, let's jump to corner. Who's your top guy?
0: Uh, Andrew Booth. That'll be yours.
1: Uh, Yeah, no doubt.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, where is he in your corner rankings overall?
1: He is, he's just behind Sauce Gardner. Oh, uh. uh um, so he's like seven, six.
0: Oh, yeah, that little on Sauce. Okay, I like, I like Booth. Uh, you know, I remember I like, I love Sauce too. Yeah, I got like a, a third round grade on him right now. Um, honestly, I, t- watching Clemson live, I, he was kind of my... I thought he he's the best guy, anyway. You know? He
1: he's he, he's dripping with potential. Yes. Like I mean, he was the guy making all these insane interceptions. You like watching a guy uh, watching game live and not necessarily focusing on him. He'd be the yeah. one making the crazy play. Even with uh, you
0: know all the other big name corners at Clemson.
1: <laughs> yeah, like like yeah, Deion Ken- Deion Kendrick, who's not Georgia, so yes. we'll be talking to him in two weeks. But um, yeah, Bo- Booth like flashy as hell. Like his feet are freaking great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just with him, it, it's consistency in terms of finding the ball at, or not, not even finding the ball. Just sometimes he'd be overly physical, uh, in man coverage and, and be more focused on bodying a receiver than locating ball. Um, cause he can find the ball in phase when he's trying. Uh, and, and sometimes he, he just, um, would take, uh, would like almost take himself out of the play. Um, kind of guessing I thought, but yeah a guy who plays press zone, plays press man, like, he has everything you look for physically, and obviously was just a true sophomore last year, and is a five-star, he was, I think he was the number two corner recruit in the class, after only Derek Stingley, so he's a guy you're just expecting to take that leap that you look for in a top-tier recruit as a junior. Definitely,
0: and I mean, Clemson's at this point, they're just, uh, like, a factory of getting guys in the top 50, like, corner, for corners, too, so, like, I I do think like at this point especially I, I usually go into the season not loving these guys and then, uh, Booth Booth is my favorite over the summer watch of the Clemson corners we've done.
1: Um yeah he he, he I feel as if he's just got more of that natural athleticism yeah. than the past Clemson corners who I worry about that with yeah it's always although AJ Terrell had a good rookie year sorry. AJ Terrell did have a good rookie. He did. Year.
0: He did really good. And yeah, better than I think both of us expected. Um, <laughs> is your second guy the all-name team Storm Duck?
1: No, my second guy is just just Sir Tyler from Wake Forest. Okay. Who I love.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Hit me. Why? He,
1: he, he has some of the best feet in the class. Um... And he's physical as fuck. He just kill shotting dudes. I really like him in zone. I, I like him as man. I think he's got great eyes in zone. He ra- rarely makes a mistake. Consistently reads the routes correctly. Um, needs to do a better job finding the ball. Uh, I don't think he's a fantastic athlete, but I think he's mm-hmm. got nickel potential in the NFL. I
0: mean, I mean that's, that's fair. He's like 5'10", 187. That's... That's pretty nickel size. No, I, I agree that he's got that, um, uh, the feisty that you like at the nickel. Um, no, I agree. Um, I, I Booth was actually my only, my only draftable grade. I'm stingy.
1: Yeah, I didn't like your boy Storm Duck that much.
0: I didn't, I, I was, didn't love him either. He just, I just, loved I was worried
1: you're gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, when you brought him, up, I was like, fuck, did I not watch his tape well? Is he sick?
0: No, I just love, um, I the name.
1: <laughs> I, I think Tariq Stevenson, who transferred from Georgia to Miami, yep. is going to be an interesting guy because he played like a nickel safety role for Georgia, and he's super physical. Apparently, he's going to be playing outside corner for for Miami, which I just don't think his skill set fits very well. So I think that'll be fun to yeah, a, see how that goes.
0: A bigger, a bigger dude like you know six foot two hundred ish, and he's he looks like he's he like a
1: force. He was like a force player for Georgia, yeah. like. They were just almost playing box safety at times. So, that, I don't crazy. know if he's truly going to be playing outside corner, but I, I thought that was an interesting little nugget. Uh, Garrett Williams at Syracuse, I think, yep. maybe in a year or two is a guy to watch. And Damari Mathis from Pitt is just going to get drafted because Pitt DBs always get drafted.
0: Um, Garrett Williams is my, my number two here. I, I don't hate Josh DeBerry. I think I think this is my, my BC love, though. I think just watching him live, he, he had a tendency to make a lot of plays last year. Um. I don't know. Yeah,
1: you 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 mentioned him on the show last year a couple of times. I think. Yeah,
0: I think I think there's something there, and I just think, I don't. I mean, I think he's only going into his, um, I mean, his second sophomore year, if I'm correctly. Um, so, so I think I don't think it's this year, but I think down the line, I think there's something with him. Um,
1: okay, do you want to talk about Kyle Hamilton?
0: <laughs> yeah, I very much uh, want to talk about Kyle Hamilton, Rob. Uh, do you have anyone? Uh, okay. I, is Kyle Hamilton your top guy in the class right now? Uh,
1: yes. Over
0: Thibodeau, Is yeah, that your top two? Oh
1: wait, sorry. Talk. I'm sorry. I'm checking. Yes, yes. I have him above Thibodeau. Me
0: too. Not not by much. Very very close. Um.
1: Yeah, but just barely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's unreal. He's unreal. I don't. Just the way he he moves is kind of fucking unreal just for, for a person of his size just the space that he covers uh, as quickly as he does is kind of unreal
1: um yeah being six uh, six four safety yeah. you would think ta- taylor may is like Define he's Diablo. just gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah like he's gonna be stiff but he's not he's super fluid for that size he'll play single high he'll come down play like nickel yeah. slash overhang he'll play too deep um like he could be a center fielder if you need him to be he's got that type of range he's a yeah. so explosive downfield the instincts are off the charts like i think that's his maybe is the most special thing about him is he's rarely taking false steps he's rarely out a position like he's just always like he he's the quarterback of that defense he's he can man up with tight ends and slots he can uh play deep half um he doesn't miss tackles. Like, he's not killing sh- killing dudes. Yep. He's just Mr. Consistent. Like, the length is such a cheat code for him as a tackler. It's awesome.
0: He's special. Uh, he's he's special, yeah. I know. It's I don't feel like there's a lot of uh, holes to poke within Kyle Hamilton's game. Like, honestly. I don't. Is he not going to go top 10 just because he's a safety? I think that would be really fucking stupid.
1: Um, no, I think he'll go top 10. Like, he is... He's the exception.
0: But, like, I would have said that about Derwin James, too. But, obviously, Derwin James, not as big, even. <laughs> he's just, you know what I mean? I just, I hate, I'm sick of seeing special safeties slide. It's a lot of asses. But. <laughs>
1: Der, Derwin, Derwin, you can at least maybe blame it on the injuries. Yes. Like, Kyle Hamilton's yeah. injured.
0: No, I don't think he's getting. Uh, but,
1: work. yeah, no, Kyle, Kyle Hamilton's one of those unicorn type players.
0: I totally agree. I, I, yeah, he's almost like the Kyle Pitts of, of this class, if that's fair.
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: Which guys that you don't um, see okay, at, your, at, the, at their positions very often. Um,
1: who, Who's your number t- two safety, and why is it Nolan Turner?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's because he's, he's at Clemson, man. Uh, no, I'm, st- I'm still a bit of a sucker for Bubba Bolden.
1: Um, well, no, Bubba, uh, after Hamilton, Bubba Bolden it's, Hamilton is obviously a dude. Bubba Bolden is my only other draft pool.
0: Yeah, my, I only have those two draft pool grades. Um, I mean, Hamilton, I have a... Top 15 grade right now, and that's again, it's summer. Um, yeah, no, I still like Bubble. I mean, it's just you want to see more consistency. It just it's some the games where he's good, he's very, very good. The games where he's bad almost feels like the entire Miami defense is bad and the whole thing just kind of crumbles around him. Um, but I do I still like Bubble Bowl, and I, I gotta do <laughs> yeah, date, he, date he, he's
1: yeah. I mean, when a dude's blocking as many kicks as this guy is, yeah, like he's. He's—I guarantee—every football coach is going to fall in love with the guy just because <laughs> yeah, that personality no sure. and just the balls to the wall. He just wants to kill dudes. Fucking awesome tackler. Yeah. Uh, can struggle in coverage. Like he—that's kind of the—I th- don't think he's a great athlete. And when he's in man, uh, he can get burned sometimes. Um, but I, I, to me, at least, he's like a core special teams guy.
0: I agree. I agree with you.
1: Also, obviously, a USC transfer. A lot of transfers today that we've talked about.
0: Everyone's trying to get into the ACC, man.
1: Apparently. Um, speaking of, who's going to win the ACC? Uh,
0: Clemson. I mean, do you – do Not do, Notre Dame? I think – I okay. I don't know. I know we always have the top of this. I do think it would have been genuinely hilarious if Notre Dame – won the ACC in the only year they ever existed in it. Like, just... Yes. I hate Notre
1: Dame, but I wish it happened.
0: I kind of do, too. Like, 50 years from now, it's going to be like, wait, what the fuck? But anyways, um, no. They obviously lost to Clemson because Clemson was way better than them. Um, And I think Clemson is beating UNC in the championship game this year.
1: Yeah, that's what I have, too. Uh, It's hard to pick against UNC. Just having the top quarterback, It's the staff continuity... Like I don't, know. I don't know who else you'd pick. I like I I love Miami. I just don't. Th- uh, I don't this is not the year. Yeah, I seen some like, especially with De'Arr coming off the injury.
0: Yes, no, for sure. I've seen some Miami hype. For, I think from a couple of PFF guys, um, and I just
1: that's that's how I know I don't trust it.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, again, I also love Miami. I love De'Aar King. Um, just they're not they're not UNC's maybe, also. Sorry, they're not better this year than they were last year, right?
1: And UNC's been like obviously UNC lost a lot, but yeah. Mac Brown's been recruiting his ass off. Like North Carolina, what what they have done since Mac Brown took over and how he reinvented kind of the recruiting system there and just got guys in every freaking high school in the state. Yeah, it just it it turned them into the dominant recruiting program in the Carolinas. Yeah, it's a, like obviously Clemson's Clemson, but Clemson, like aside from Clemson. Yeah, what it's, kind it's of the, the, you know, the second best recruiting school in the ACC. Yeah, Clemson is, you know. And Clemson's not even a top. Like, Clemson recruits weird, so they're never as high in the recruiting rankings as you'd suspect.
0: Yeah, it's like a uh, – except, like, defensive line. Like, I feel like they're always, like, racking in five stars there. but And quarterback, those two spots.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, ACC Offensive Player of the Year.
0: I – I'm, I'm going to say Sam Howell. I wanted to say DJ will go long. I
1: thought about I thought about it, but it's just yeah, Sam Howell's the layup right? Yeah. In in two years as the starter, over seven thousand passing yards, seventy six total touchdowns, just fourteen picks, nine point four yards per attempt, over sixty four percent completion percentage. Like he's ultra productive, year three in Phil Longo's system. Phil Longo should be a head coach soon. I think um, he will be soon it, later. Yeah. Uh defensive player of the year in the ACC. Obviously, this doesn't include Notre Dame, so Kyle Hamilton can't be the choice. Uh
0: yeah, he's clearly the best defensive prospect that we we talked about today. Um I <laughs> I I'm going to say it's James Gelski. Honorary defensive player of the year. Fuck early. that. I
1: hate you. Who
2: who you got? I hate
1: you. Peyton Wilson. Ten games last year, 108 tackles, 11 and a half TFLs, three and a half sacks, two picks. Two-year starter entering year three as a starter now. Freak of nature. I'm banging the table. Peyton Wilson's my dude. I don't care that AJ hates him. Uh, that's my guy.
0: Uh, you know what? Plus, okay. plus
1: AJ, AJ. The theme of the day. T- think about how much I've I've mentioned a lot of NC State stuff. You today. Maybe off.
0: It, Are you coming back to NC State?
1: I've I have. I'm coming back though. Dave Doran, the professionalist program in college football, he's got me back.
0: Okay, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna go from an from an off the board answer, you well, not really off the board, but an answer you hate, to a different off the board. I'm gonna say Tony Grimes. I'm gonna say he makes a huge leap year two. Uh, only I like that pick. I know you like it. Um, well, he's he's only gonna be turning eighteen into the season, if I remember correctly. Nineteen. I can't remember. Yeah, he did,
1: what Quinn Ewers did, but did it first. Yeah,
0: he's young as fuck. He he really flashed down the stretch for UNC at corner. Uh, it, it, I was gonna. So I was thinking like, it almost feels like like obviously UNC's been so good for a, since Mac Brown's got there, but they haven't really churned out the defensive prospects yet. Uh, he'll be the first big, big time defensive prospect under Mac. I mean, we had Sage, but you know what I mean. Um, uh, so I'll say Tony. You
1: okay. Say Sage and not Chaz. Oh my
0: God, Chaz! Sorry, thank you. The
1: family's gonna cut you off.
0: Tony Grimes, that's my pick.
1: That's a fun pick. Um. Okay. Any guesses for town of the week?
0: Chestnut Hill.
1: Wrong. It's Riley, because I'm back, baby. Oh,
0: this is a good population one. Anyway, you tell me when you want me to guess the population.
1: Okay, so Raleigh, North Carolina, home to the North Carolina State Wolfpack, uh, who play at Carter Finley Stadium. Would care to ca- guess the capacity?
0: Uh, yeah, I do want to. Um. It's not that big. I'm going to say Carter Finley is sixty-two thousand.
1: Hair under fifty-seven thousand. Oh, not bad. Built in nineteen sixty-six, named after Harry and Nick Carter as well as Albert Finley, <laughs> of who were just contributors contributors to building of the stadium. I don't know what that means. Like, did they physically help build it? Did they pay for it? Who knows?
0: That'd be cool. I mean, they should name stadiums after the people who build them. That's my take.
1: Yeah. I would become a stadium builder if that was how that worked. <laughs> uh, okay.
0: Stadium, Paul stadium.
1: What's the population?
0: I feel like this is one of those tricky ones where like like they won't count some of the suburbs. Uh, it's under a million. It's really got to be under a million. So I'm going to stay in the sixes. 689,000.
1: Too high. 464,485.
0: They're not counting some of the suburbs. Ameri- I find American populations, sometimes they don't count suburbs, and it's kind of strange. Anyways. But it's right, but it's strange. Anyways. I'm, ah, I'm out of the show now. Fuck.
1: Um, notable alumni. As we know, it's the quarterback cradle. Yeah. So, Mike Glennon, Jacoby Brissett, Russell Wilson, Philip Rivers. I named them in order of best to worst. Correct. Uh, here's the NC State ambulance. Uh, other notable alumni: Jericho Cotri, Bill Cower, Tori Holt, Spud Webb, Mario Williams, Adrian Wilson, and the best athlete of them all, Zach Alfanakis
0: <laughs> I feel like Tori Holt doesn't get like like recognized as an NC State alum very often.
1: No, he's not. It's not mentioned much. He's also
0: so underrated. But anyways,
1: yeah, agreed. Notable people from Rally: Bucky Brooks, of course. Brian Gutekunst. I didn't know that. Josh, Josh Hamilton. uh your favorite golfer, Webb Simpson. My favorite. John Wall. Michael C. Hall.
0: Oh, Dexter. Okay.
1: Huh. Amy Sedaris. Wow. And your favorite president, Andrew Johnson.
0: Yeah, AJ, my favorite president. Amy Sedaris. Your namesake. Yeah, yeah, I was named after
1: (laughs) Things to do in Rally. There was a complaint recently about my things to do. Someone said not enough museums. So I came back with more. Let's go. So next time you're in Raleigh, there's gonna be a lot of museums. Got that age-
0: I'm so sorry. I'm excited.
1: I had, I had to leave a lot yes. off the list. I knew it. Okay. So this is this is just kind of like the big ones. North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences. Beautiful. North Carolina Museum of Art.
0: It's got it's got all the North Carolina, North Carolina museums for sure.
1: No- North Carolina Museum of History. Yep. And the, the one that's gonna get you most excited, marbles kids museum.
0: What is it called?
1: Marbles Kids Museum.
0: I love it. I wanna Is go. it is
1: it a museum is it a museum of marbles? I don't know.
0: It's a museum of kids holding marbles. They actually um I've been there before. They've actually um frozen children in time and they're just holding marbles.
1: And of course, the historic Yates Mill County Park. Go Ape Tree Top Adventure. That's a good name. The Vederi Chocolate Factory.
0: Really? Wow.
1: And last but not least, Frankie's Fun Park.
0: <laughs> I I think one thing we're missing out in Canada is like all these weird offshoot amusement parks uh, that I'm sure America has and they seem amazing and we just we have one amusement park and like that's it.
1: Yeah, like I wish my college summers were spent like the movie Adventureland and I worked at one of those parks, like as goals. Listening to Husker Do Falling in Love, that's my dream. Next week, we're doing the Big Ten, so uh, get excited.
0: The most important show we do. And like that's not even close.